I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to another episode. I have a little housekeeping thing before we get into the episode, which I'm going to make super brief, which is that I have my Reality Creation Club Patreon, which includes a Discord group chat. It also includes early ad-free access to all of the podcast episodes, so they're released a week early to the Patreon. I also have member-only posts and videos, and then patrons also have full access to all of my digital offerings, so that includes Design Your Character and the Manifestation Quiz. Now, the housekeeping thing that I wanted to bring up was I had this idea that maybe it would be of interest to launch a slightly kind of lower tier for the patron Patreon, and it would essentially just be access to the early ad-free podcast episodes. So the reason I'm putting this out there is just to see if there's any interest in that. It's an idea I've had for a while, but just didn't know if that would be of interest and if you're interested in kind of supporting the podcast a little bit further and want to have that space to discuss some of the episodes and also have that early ad free access. So just send me a DM if this is sounding like something that you'd want and maybe if you have a specific price in mind that would be fair and reasonable, I would love to provide that. So with that said, today's episode is all about being delusional. Now, before we get into it, I feel like it's important to say that with this topic comes sort of one side, which we'll be talking about, but then there also is another side to this experience of delusion, which I want to appreciate can be dangerous. And what we'll be talking about today is the way in which having a vision that may be representative of something that you have never personally experienced or someone you know hasn't experienced and basically something that's representative of something that lies beyond the realm of what you believe to be currently possible and how that kind of feeds the reality creation process but how having that vision can sometimes be a little bit it can feel a little bit shameful when we desire something that is outside of our current reality And for me, a lot of that shame comes from the fear of being perceived as delusional, the fear of people thinking that I'm silly for having a certain vision or that I'm unrealistic for desiring something for myself or my future. 
And the reason that I think it's important to have this conversation is because for me, what I believe really helps to drive the reality creation process is a vision and ideally a consistent vision. But of course, anything that can come into contact with that vision and tamper it and deflate it can hinder our ability to, you know, stay the course and gain momentum towards that reality. And like I said, because quite often a vision that represents something beyond what you're experiencing in your current reality or what you've experienced in the past can feel a little bit hard to access and it can feel hard to access the beliefs that support that vision. And in my case, even taking it a level further, I feel like a lot of the things that I've created in my reality, a lot of the circumstances are not only representative of things that I hadn't experienced, but also I didn't know anybody else who had experienced them. So the reason I'm sharing this is because I personally have struggled a lot with the fear of being perceived as delusional, not only by other people, but even by myself. And before we get into it, I will say that without a doubt, I have my belief that things could be different. And my willingness to be open to a new experience to thank for the unfolding of my life in the last few years. I would say that the reality that I'm living now at one point definitely would have seemed delusional for me to even entertain. And not because it's necessarily luxurious or excessive, but because my life and my reality is almost sort of a contradiction to many of the beliefs I had For the majority of my life about what a career has to look like about money about relationships for example and even though i've many times experienced the proof for myself that i can have the influence or i can have an influence i should say over the way my reality unfolds i do still struggle from time to time with this idea of delusion and I talk about reality creation all the time and I talk about manifestation and I believe in these things, but even still, I struggle with this. And so my feeling is that maybe other people will resonate with this conversation. And like I said, my personal belief is that reality creation sort of starts with a vision, or I guess I should say intentional reality creation. And the visual that comes to mind for me is like we're entering a destination into a GPS. And to some extent, I would argue that staying on that path and seeing through that vision almost requires protecting it a little bit. And we're going to get into that a little bit later on. But if you can imagine having a vision and feeling really good about that, and feeling really excited, and motivated, and energized, and how good that can feel, and then every time you come into contact with someone who thinks it's silly, or unrealistic, or in the case of this conversation, delusional, or maybe you even have these passing thoughts within yourself, kind of how that could hinder your willingness to hold on to the vision, and how that could impact your momentum towards it. If you never really believed or if you were made to feel that you couldn't possibly get to where you wanted to go, 
then it's understandable that we wouldn't really continue down that path. And of course, I don't think it's wrong to seek advice or think critically, but in this case, we're referring to allowing outside judgment or even just the fear of potential judgment to hinder, alter, and in some cases, completely derail the vision we have for ourselves. And from my perspective, it actually doesn't take a lot for this to happen. I think of all of the creative people, for example, growing up who had a vision for becoming an artist or a performer or an actor, for example, and how even just one experience of being shamed for this dream, being told it's not realistic or being made fun of by friends or peers would be enough in some cases to slam that door shut. And I only speak for myself here, but That feeling is so visceral to have so much excitement about a dream or a vision and for that to be trampled. And I think that we need to protect, as I said, those aspects of ourselves that still have that belief in something else and that excitement in something new, about something new, I should say. And so really that's what we're discussing in this episode is protecting that part of ourselves and actually seeing the value in that part of ourselves and seeing it as, again, the driver of this reality creation process. And while we have this conversation, I want to highlight that for me, I think there are layers of this fear or layers of this shame surrounding delusion or being delusional. The first layer of shame for me is even thinking within myself that I could have a life of joy, pleasure, and excitement because I think I heavily bought into the narrative that life is just hard and a struggle. Like, how could I possibly think that a better or even different experience is available to me? And who am I to want that in the first place, especially when so many people are struggling? So that's the first layer, is feeling shame within myself for even wanting to access a certain experience. And then the second layer is, again, when that vision is shared with others and picking up on undertones of judgment that I'm being naive or delusional, which, like I said, brings me back to a very childlike feeling of deflation, defeat, and for lack of better way of putting it, just feeling stupid. Having this dream or vision and basically having it crushed the instant I feel that it's being perceived as delusional. I think that we need to understand and appreciate that having a vision for ourselves that again is representative of something outside what we're currently experiencing, having a dream and even sharing that with other people is extremely vulnerable and I think that we need to be forgiving of that experience and have understanding towards that experience. And I also want to say that when I consider the moments growing up that started to disconnect me from this curiosity, wonder, creativity, excitement, and even open-mindedness, this type of experience is one of those moments This experience of having shared something that I'm excited about and feeling vulnerable in sharing that 
and that being met with being made to feel like I'm delusional or stupid or whatever it may be. It's almost as though we're made to feel that those aspects that are so vibrant and alive in childhood aren't rooted in reality and what's required for us to thrive in the quote real world. So when we have these experience of experiences of being deflated, feeling defeated because something that we desire is not seen as realistic, I think that it quite often is framed as getting back in touch with the real world or with reality. I even find it very interesting to consider the ways in which we use the phrase back to reality. And the first most prominent example that comes to mind is when you have to go back to work after being on vacation. Almost as though the joy, freedom, and pleasure of a holiday is not representative of the quote real world or reality in general. Or at least we can't expect that from the real world. And from my perspective, this almost separation of these emotions from what can be expected from everyday life or the quote real world has become so normalized. And I think because of this, one may feel delusional or silly or unrealistic for believing that they could access those feelings believing that they could access more joy, more pleasure, more laughter, more love. And because quite often the process of reality creation or manifestation is rooted in the pursuit of pleasure, joy, expansion, I think by extension, one can feel delusional for even participating. Even as someone who has a whole podcast and online presence surrounding the topic of reality creation and playing around with reality, I still feel this shame and embarrassment to talk about it in certain spaces and to really be honest about my interest, which is these conversations. I feel childish for talking about things that aren't reflected in my current reality. I feel unrealistic for having a vision that represents something beyond what I or someone I know has experienced. But again, I've had a taste of what it's like to put those feelings aside and go for it anyways. I've had a peek into what's on the other side of that fear. How much more fun and playful and creative and exciting life can be when we let go of the tight grip on always needing to be realistic and practical. And what I've said Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. 
Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Always, since I started this journey, which I'll say again and again and again, is even if I'm wrong, even if my vision doesn't unfold in the exact way I expect it to, for me, it's like I said, way more fun for me to play with reality in this way. It's more enjoyable for me to have hope, to be creative with my life, to transform. So I'm going to do that anyways. But I do know that this fear of being perceived as delusional is very real and can make things unpleasant. So what can we do about it? Well, I'm still learning to navigate that myself, but I do have three kind of themes that I want to explore to answer this question from my perspective. So the first thing we can do about it is to protect our vision. The second thing is to normalize the vision. And the third is think with the end in mind. And of course, we're going to get into what I mean by each one of those. Okay, let's start with protecting your vision. Now, my hypothesis is that especially when we're getting back in touch with these aspects of ourselves that I believe drive the whole reality creation process, so the hopeful, creative, childlike wonder that is willing to have a new experience, I believe that we have to protect them. What that sometimes involves for me is actually not sharing my vision, keeping it contained within myself, because I know that I'm the one who gets to decide what that container looks like. Especially in the initial phase, I think that this can be super helpful. So when I'm just starting to explore a new vision that I have for myself, quite often I'll pass through that layer of feeling a little bit delusional or silly, even within myself. So actually my focus in that initial phase needs to be fostering the right internal environment. And for me, this comes from being honest with myself and knowing Also, that if I expose my vision to others before I feel ready, that it may be influenced by the judgments and opinions of others. I've talked in previous episodes about how trying to convince myself that I'm not going to care what people are going to think doesn't really work. And in those instances where I can be honest with myself and see that maybe I'm feeling a little bit vulnerable about sharing a vision, I can be honest with that and I can protect it and keep it contained. 
And it's not to say that I won't eventually get to that point where I'm ready to share, but for me, it actually does require a certain amount of time and space just for me to explore, to play around with, to grow the vision before I'm ready to share it. And I was actually in a course a couple of years ago about creativity and creative expression with a mentor of mine who I mentioned before, Dr. Laura Batson. And she compared this whole process of creativity. And for me, the reality creation process is a creative process. So she compared this to giving birth. It's essential that the new life or the new idea in this case goes through that incubation period before it's ready to survive and thrive in the world. And Again, I think of ideas and visions and creative projects in the same way. Of course, the incubation period may be shorter for some things and longer for others. For me, it kind of depends on the degree of vulnerability I feel in sharing. And also being able to trust what my body is telling me with respect to my degree of readiness to share. So that's the first thing, is being okay with protecting your vision for a time. The second thing that I had mentioned is to normalize your vision and something that's really helped me to kind of neutralize the fear of being perceived as delusional for having a specific vision for myself is actually remembering that what feels delusional to me is normal to someone else and actually probably normal for a lot of people. It's been done before. It's nothing that groundbreaking. It's just that I've never personally experienced it. So what feels delusional is actually just that I see myself in that picture. And beginning to call into question the way that I separate myself from being able to access certain experiences. So let's say, for example, I have the goal of making $20,000 a month as a content creator. While where I currently stand in my current reality, that may feel delusional to someone else, that's just another month. So reflecting on what my internal narrative surrounding why that feels delusional for me to believe that I can access and then calling those narratives into question. What I do find quite often is if I can find a counterexample of the internal narrative for why something feels delusional. So let's say my my feeling is that, well, you know, it makes sense that this person can have that, but I can't because I grew up not having a great deal of money, for example. Well, I can still probably go out and find someone who contradicts my internal narrative which is that it's not possible to get that to that level of success if you came from not having a lot of money growing up. So again, calling into question and just normalizing this experience because for almost any vision that we can have, there is almost guaranteed a handful of people who that's their norm. And then the third thing that I had mentioned is thinking with the end in mind. So regularly revisiting your vision, getting clear on what it is, how you want to feel 
when it's realized and why it's important to you. Now, ask yourself what happens if you respond to the fear of being delusional by walking away from your vision. So let's say you have this vision, you feel super excited about it, you get really clear on why it's important to you, just consider what would happen if you shared that vision with someone else, they made you feel defeated in that conversation, and you had that fear of being delusional, and your response was to walk away from your vision. What are the consequences of you doing that? That for me has been super helpful to reflect on. So again, thinking with the end in mind. Thinking of my end vision and then thinking of the consequences that happen if I don't move towards it. And something that really helps me to reflect on this kind of premise is to think of all the great art and movies and literature that you've consumed and think about if the creator of it hadn't acted on and seen through their vision. Perhaps they too at one point felt that same feeling of delusion or of fear. In fact, they more than likely did. And one of you actually sent me a video of the actress Aubrey Plaza speaking to this, saying that delusion was one of the main things that carried her through the very real difficulties in her career, in her early career as an actress. She basically said that when you're pursuing something that feels outside of the usual realm of possibilities, and again, that's subjective, Delusion is one of the main ways to get there because sometimes you're experiencing a lot of rejection. You're hearing no all of the time. External reality isn't immediately matching your vision and it feels like you're not getting anywhere. And so sometimes you need to have that almost delusional connection with your vision in order to carry through, carry you through those difficult moments. But again, remembering that what feels like delusion is actually very normal to someone else and can be normal for you as well. And again, going back to the Aubrey Plaza example, we can look at the end result for her, all of the shows that she's been in, the movies that she's been in and what she's added to them and be grateful that we now get to witness and consume sort of the product of, of course, her very real effort and persistency in the field of acting, but also, like she mentioned, her delusion. And the last thing that I want to say before getting into your thoughts on this topic is something that I talk about a lot is having a mechanism to break up the kind of energy of disbelief And so again, a reminder for me is simply to tell myself and remind myself frequently, as frequently as possible, that where I am now is something that I once thought was impossible. And so when I'm in the energy of feeling like something is impossible, I can remember that I've been surprised by the way that reality can take form before. And things have turned out quite often better than I could have imagined. Okay, so I, as always, wanted to get your thoughts on Instagram, asked you what you thought of this fear and, you know, if you've ever experienced this. So I'm going to read through some of the responses. Someone said, I didn't realize other people felt this way too. I fear that my trust that things will work out can be seen as naive or delusional. 
Another person said, I was super delusional and I achieved everything I wanted until I came back to my home country where it is normal to be sad and do nothing about it. I became very unmotivated, but planning to leave the country again this year. Can't wait. Yes, this to me is a very interesting example of how environment and how who we're surrounded by, the types of narratives that we're surrounded by, the types of you know, people that we're surrounded by can really influence our ability to see ourselves as, you know, powerful creators and being able to create things in our reality that we desire. And so I think for me personally, it starts with creating a good, positive internal environment so that I feel good within myself. And then hopefully I can kind of be in any environment and still have that hope but I do certainly understand that it can be difficult to do that when everything or everyone in your external reality is reflecting back to you something that tells you it's not possible or that it's unrealistic or that you're naive etc. Someone else said I think all big dreams that become reality probably need a sprinkle of delusion in the beginning. Agreed and I would say also even small dreams require that sprinkle as well in a lot of cases. Okay, let's read a few more. Someone said, I think the fear just correlates with the fear of judgment and the thoughts of others. Yes, absolutely. I think it's kind of a two-in-one in this conversation is that fear of being judged, but more specifically being judged for feeling like we're delusional or naive, I think is a specific type of fear, at least for me. Someone else said, especially when older people say, you'll just wait until you're, oh sorry, just wait until you're older, you'll see I am right. Yeah, I feel like that can be a really deflating experience as well and again comes back to that very childlike experience of being excited about something and having that kind of trampled on and feeling like we're not being realistic. Another person said, constantly going back and forth and feeling like my passions are both valid while at the same time unrealistic slash delusional. Yeah, that's kind of where I'm at where, you know, you toggle between the two feelings of really feeling internally quite good about your passions and about your vision and what you're moving towards in life. And then I think it's natural to still come into contact with having those occasional moments of feeling like it's unrealistic or delusional. For me, I think that it's not about never feeling that or trying to block out that feeling of this feels a little bit unrealistic. It's just about, like anything, making it mean less and making it overpower my experience a little bit less and not needing to respond to it by walking in the opposite direction. I'd rather be a person who is like, okay, let's see what happens. Even though I feel like maybe this is a bit far-fetched, I would rather see what happens than never actually try. So I think that's all we have today for the conversation on the fear of being delusional. I think that if at any point you want to share your vision with someone who will not judge you, who will be completely neutral, and you want to have that space, then feel free to DM me what you're currently working towards, and we can have a little space to celebrate that together. I think that would be really cool. And yeah, here's to moving through that fear. Here's to creating an environment where we are accepting of the visions of other people and 
encouraging even that would be cool and yeah I love this space I love hearing from you all your experiences and it's interesting with this specific conversation that I got a lot of people saying that they didn't realize other people felt this way too and those are the conversations that I know are worthwhile because maybe it's not being talked about as much and maybe it feels kind of cringy to admit that I have a fear of being delusional but we all know by now that I don't worry about being cringe anymore and in fact I celebrate it and I embrace it in the same way that I hope to one day celebrate and embrace this what we'll call delusional part of our identity so with that said I hope that you enjoyed this episode thank you as always for listening and I will see you next week hold up what was that Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.